0: Welcome. Welcome back to podcast 58 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can me on Twitter at OBKF. Follow us at The Eyesbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Eyesbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Betfred Sports. For a special sign-up bonus, please visit the Ozbreakers, click on bet now, and click on bet Fred. terms, conditions, and location apply. If you'd like to support the Ozbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit Ozbreakers.com. click shop, and become a member. Pick any for winning cappers to get the premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Ozbreakers if you become a free picks and Telegram subscriber. What an amazing weekend at the Circa Las Vegas. Derek Stevens never disappoints. He throws the best parties and he puts his boots on the ground pretty much for the whole time that we were there. I mean, there's no other CEO like that that you're ever going to see again Uh, will actually come and interact with his patrons, his customers, his clients face to face, have drinks with them, have just a great time and show everybody he's just like you, just like everybody else, and one of the nicest men and the most gracious men on the planet. Had just an absolutely amazing time at the Circa. Did a few podcasts, had some technical difficulties. We got through them. The Echo was a little rough, being that that hasn't happened with the exact same setup before, but I was able to correct that and have some wonderful guests on for over the weekend, talking contest strategy, talking... Uh, football NFL football college football had an okay weekend in college just went one in one Uh, New Mexico State completely blew it (laughs) Uh, a little bit more than blew it UMass is actually better than I suspected coming into the season I think you New Mexico State was out gaining them but either way I did see a bump up with UMass and my San Jose State was able to cover at least on the other end of that. Baseball was wonderful. We were uh undefeated in baseball, but football, NFL preseason pretty much took a dive on me uh with a little bit of bad luck. You know, guys like Pete Carroll trying to win games, throwing interceptions when they're about to score, the go ahead touchdown uh certainly didn't help. Uh kind of similar to what happened with John Harbaugh, fourth and 10 pass interference and Gave the Washington Commanders new life, four-down territory to uh, kick the go-ahead field goal. Pretty long field goal as well. Was close to about 50 yards. But, you know, that's that's how it is. Went 10-11 in preseason football. Finally had a losing year. Um, didn't really learn anything new. These coaches that I bet on still tried to win. Sometimes when they just do not have a good third string or second string, as much as they try to have those players go out there and win, sometimes they just can't get it done. And uh, that's what happened towards the end of preseason football. But nonetheless, we have some NFL plays already for week one. Premium subscribers have those plays. You can still get my discounted package at 75 bucks a month for life all the way up until Thursday of this week. But we have a great show for you today because we're going to go right back to what we do best. Box score analysis college football, misleading final scores, Uh, no betting spots, obviously, it's too early for that, but we're going to discuss that as well as the season progressives, but to be honest with you, there was quite a few misleading scores this weekend, and coming into the season, there's always going to be a lot of that, and as I mentioned over the weekend, lots of it is because of turnovers and just straight up screw-ups by the players or the coach. But uh, that's found in the box score as well. Some stuff that's not found in the box score I try to cover. I also try to cover the massive injuries for you when you're handicapping for the following week. So uh, business as usual here, Tuesdays and Thursdays every week for the podcast. Maybe we'll sprinkle a few extra you know, coming in uh, for early in the season. Uh, better odds sports betting unfortunately will not be continued on Friday. Kyle Hunter and I both have picked on new things on Friday. We will, though, do some something a little bit different. Kyle's going to put out some free plays on Friday. I'm going to have a free play Friday every 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. You'll have a free play for the weekend, possibly even that Friday night, on our YouTube channel, on social media. So make sure you check that out every single Friday. We will have free play Friday as well as some of those wonderful prop plays that we always play on TikTok as well as on X. D-Nasty will be coming back and we're going to talk some positional rankings and some sleepers for your big fantasy drafts coming up this week. I know a lot of them are this week, some are next week, all the way up till Thursday. So this is the time to talk about the sleepers and uh, some of the big movements that have already been made. Heck, Colt McCoy just got cut today from the Cardinals. A lot of people suspected him to be the starter, but now it's kind of looking like Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs. So, uh, still a lot of movement yet to happen, but uh, the cuts are coming through this week, and it's time to talk some fantasy football. I'm also going to give out a play after I do our box score analysis and misleading final scores and betting spots on our Mondays. I have one for you uh, after this next segment. And let's get right into that next segment. It is going to be college football misleading final scores for week zero. All right, starting out with college football week zero misleading final scores. UTEP outgained Jacksonville State three sixty four to two seventy five, yet lost seventeen to fourteen, a three to zero turnover ratio did them bad. Hardison threw two picks. Not a good look, Hardison. You've been there for a long time. Uh, (laughs) Kind of looks like the beginning of the end here for the UTEP Miners, losing on a team that just came from the FCS. Not like Jacksonville State was bad. But, uh, you know, this is just a really bad look for a Conference USA team like this to uh, lose that game. Next is New Mexico State. They outgained UMass 458 to 389, yet lost 41 to 30. A three to zero turnover ratio killed Jerry Kill. Pavia threw two picks this game. UMass took care of the ball, but UMass was the better team, I think. Um, they went there, they looked better, they looked more poised. You know, sometimes even though they got outgained, you know, they had the lead in the fourth quarter. So some of those yards were probably a Little bit more prevent style, you know, too high shell type defenses, right? So, if that's the case, uh, you know, that some of those yards uh, wouldn't have happened if they were, you know, obviously trying to stop them in the beginning of each drive, but it, it there was still probably uh, a bit of a misleading score. It's not like I'm power rating these teams completely. Uh, the same now I had such a big distance but it was my biggest adjustment based on one game from this whole week because I was off on this one and most likely in the wrong direction there as uh, you know UMass returns a good enough amount of production uh, and ended up winning this was kind of a sad game for Ohio betters here Ohio outgained San Diego State 380 to 309 yet lost 20 to 13 now there's a three to one turnover ratio that hurt they're Harris through three interceptions, but Ohio quarterback Curtis Rourke, uh, got injured and it could be bad. I got to follow up on this injury a little bit, but this is one for you to monitor. They, I think they might've beat San Diego, uh, San Diego state had Rourke been playing this game. So it certainly helped the under and it certainly helped, uh, San Diego state, uh, get this win. So, uh, Uh, Brad Powers even just tweeted out on Saturday, Ohio beat San Diego State outright with Curtis Rourke. I I don't disagree with that. Now, the question is, we got to just see how uh, healthy this kid is. Uh, Let me look on the latest here. It's actually looking not too concerning. He, uh, He actually might come up this Saturday in play, so I find that interesting. Couldn't come back in this game, but he's back now. But it's now looking more precautionary, even though he came out in street clothes. I've seen people come back to watch the rest of the game after some nasty injuries in street clothes. But I'm glad that it looks like he's okay. Probably precautionary, but it did cost them the game for sure here. Next one, we have Hawaii. And I just want to mention that their yards were mainly in garbage time versus Vanderbilt. So there really was no misleading score here. Vanderbilt gave them two touchdowns at the end. Uh, and still easily secured that win. Certainly, Hawaii betters were happy about it. But either way, no misleading final score on this one. USC only outgained San Jose State five hundred one to three ninety six. Yet won fifty six to twenty eight. I mean, we're looking at a hundred and five yards difference here. You know, it probably should have been more like two scores. San Jose State uh, blew it a little bit a few times, few opportunities. There was no turnovers. Uh, just couldn't quite get it done. There's some penalties. But man, that defense for the Trojans, you got to be better than that. If you want to talk anything near playoffs, I'm not going to overreact to this yet at first game. But if I'm not seeing improvement for the next two games, definitely uh, sound the alarms. Uh, uh, USC's defense was their crutch over the last couple years, especially. In that Utah game when Caleb Williams got hurt, if Caleb Williams gets hurt, man, yeah, this team's not that good on defense, especially. So I, I am uh, concerned about that. Uh, Louisiana Tech outgained FIU four forty seven to one eighty two, yet only won to seventeen. Four forty seven to one eighty two and only won twenty two to seventeen. A two to one turnover ratio hurt them against the spread, but I mean that's so efficient. You're you're, you're you have four hundred forty seven yards. In a college football game, and you only put up 22 points, they only did 182 yards and put up 17, so there you go. Uh, they probably should have covered in this game, if you look at that yards discrepancy for sure. So uh, pretty fortunate for FIU betters right there. But yeah, certainly some misleading final scores. So you, you look at your power ratings, possibly downgrade Hawaii, even though they outgained Vanderbilt. Uh, USC, you got to downgrade them a little bit here. Uh, Ohio, they definitely... Uh, didn't deserve a big downgrade from what happened this week, so uh, probably not enough information to move a power rating in that game, and maybe a slight downgrade for UTEP here, but nothing major. They still outgained Jacksonville State to just bad picks, and you do fa- you do factor in quarterback play to your power rings, just like everything else. So yes, there's a, there's a little downgrade there. All right, well there you have it. Those are the quick first week of misleading final scores. Uh, Notre Dame Navy was really one of the few games that didn't have a misleading final score. And Notre Dame Navy was a blowout. I really enjoyed watching that game though. That was in the circuit pool and it was just a fantastic atmosphere. It's just too bad it wasn't that great of a game. And I quit, I had a little overplay when it got down to 40 and a half and 48 and a half, I mean to say. And then I realized Navy wasn't gonna score. So I'm like, soon as the, the 35 nothing came in the third, took that under immediately. I was hoping for a 49, but instead Navy had to kick a field goal instead of get that final touchdown that would have put it at 49. So uh, unfortunately my middle hopes were destroyed. But these weren't premium plays anyway. These were just my personal plays having a good time at Circa. Um, uh, but I tried for that middle and couldn't quite get there. But let's move on to this week. And this is the fewest amount of plays I've had for week one. I mean, it's the week of week one, so I I, I guess I'd say this early, but normally I'm probably five to seven plays in. I have have three total plays. I gave that out last week, one of them, and I'm going to give out one this week. I just feel that we need to tread a little bit carefully uh, in week one here. First of all, there's a lot of FCS opponents, so that kind of throws things for a mix. But also, just the transfer portal and all the changes in college football certainly worries me, but nothing worries me more about a Big Ten team than what's going on with Michigan State. You know, uh, Mel Tucker had that big year, but he also had some good coordinators there. He loses them and has a horrible year last year. But not only that, Peyton Thorne, scheduled to return, decided to transfer a few months ago, And, you know, kind of left him high and dry. And uh, Michigan State goes from hopefully returning a great, you know, a a good quarterback that led him a couple years ago to a big bowl game and all that to a backup. We don't even know which one it is, Noah Kim or Caden Hauser. And Mel Tucker's keeping quiet on it. They're not going to know that. But I don't think it matters. I also think that if word doesn't get around that somebody's dominating a quarterback – you're probably not really in position to have a good quarterback this year, right? That's seriously worrisome. Um, and, I mean, unless your chances of them are both really good and just competing, but that's, that really doesn't happen. You'd hear more about that. It's I'm not high on Michigan State, and I, they play Central Michigan, who traditionally I'm not big on McElwain, but he did cover for me early last year. Uh, he kind of faltered out throughout the rest of the year, but he returns a massive uh, size of part of his defense. His defense wasn't great by any means, giving up twenty eight point two points per game. But they got better as the season went along. They lost to Oklahoma State, giving up thirty eight, and South Alabama, giving up thirty eight, uh, Penn State, giving up thirty three. So some improvement there. But for the most part, there was a little little bit improvement throughout the year, and they returned a large chunk of their defense uh, for 2023. But what I will say is I'm less worried about the offense with McElwain. He's an offensive guy. So if they can just get a little bit better play, the kids get older, the kids get a little bit stronger, they can hang here with Michigan State because Michigan State, just not a big recruiting team over the past few years either. I could certainly see them struggling coming into this game and actually throughout the season. And, you know, these Central Michigan kids know that Michigan State's bigger than them, uh, a bigger school than them, and uh, they're going to want to try to prove a point here against Mel Tucker, who I think would have just had a fortunate first year. Uh, I, I'm i taking the points. I, I think 14 and a half is too much for this game. This game should be about 13 and a half, in my opinion. Uh, th- it's just kind of like teeters on the two touchdown. I think there's a little bit of value there. In my own por- I-, I took it at 15, but it's going down. And I went out if this thing closes around the 14 points. So we're going to grab that at for you at uh, 14 and a half uh, for two stars for college football week one. And we'll see if these line moves and we can reassess for our show on Thursday. Maybe our guest will have something for you uh, later this week as well. All right, now let's get into a little fantasy football with our guy, D. Nasty. Uh, All right, welcome back. We have some fantasy football now. Our guy, D. Nasty, is back. And, mm, finally losing my voice, Dave. Uh, maybe a, maybe a little too much Vegas this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I'm going to be going there in two weeks, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you're, you're going right back to the circuit, too, aren't you? i am <laughs> yeah that place is gold man i had a blast well you let me know if you need anything i'll see if i can uh you know help out in any way i can but you know it, it they're so generous there and so cool i'm sure you're gonna find your way anyway you're these are like the top lines casino host and uh and casino owner obviously in the whole strip so it's uh Certainly wonderful. I'm jealous you're going, but uh, it's Monday, so I'm not. I'm okay. I had my fill for the weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Watching some games on the big screens
0: there. Heck, cool. Oh, the stadium swim is the best. Well, let's talk some fantasy football then, my man. We got uh, some rankings. We're going to do some sleepers, a little bit in the top five. <clears throat> so, I guess first question I want to ask you: It's everyone's draft this week. I mean, I, I'm a little bit different than the consensus top five. Who is your top five and where order?
1: All right, great. So my top five. This is going to be in a half point PPR. So I still like Justin Jefferson as my number one. He's gonna. He's he's this stud. He can single handedly win your league for you. Uh, Justin Jefferson, number one. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, by far the way the top draft draft pick at running back. I like him at number two. Uh, at number three, uh, I do like. Bijan Robinson. I know a lot of people are going to be surprised by this pick, but I do like Bijan Robinson at number three. Uh, at four, I got Austin Eckler. Uh, those guys could be flip-flop probably there too, but uh, I like Bijan just because they're going to run the ball a lot there. Uh, he's, going be, he's going to be catching a lot of balls then as well. So in the half-PPR, he's going to be a little bit more valuable than Eckler. Uh, Eckler's still going to get you some catches as well, but uh, I think they're going to be more spread out with the new offensive coordinator there, though, too, as well. Uh, and then my next pick is going to be... Travis Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey is by far and away the top tight end in, in the league. Uh, half point PPR, he's going to be a far and above any tight end that's actually going to be out there. There's him, and then there's everyone else. So uh, I like Travis Kelsey for the fifth overall.
0: I'm not too far from you. Um, I, I have Christian McCaffrey number one just because I believe his load is going to be uh, his workload is going to be huge because I just don't think the quarterback Purdy is really. Quite ready yet, and I'm not sure he's to be trusted. I, I'm going to see a lot of Debo Samuel in the backfield too, so I kind of like him a little later. But um, I think CMC is number one. Justin Jefferson is number two, so that's how I have it. And then I have Jamar Chase, I have Austin Eckler, and not Bijan. And then I have Kels uh, Kelsey, whatever you want to say, uh, number five. And I totally agree, Kelsey's just been a top 15 guy actually he's probably been you know just an undrafted top five for the last four or five years it's crazy people just keep downgrading him in the beginning of the draft a little bit and it's not enough you should bring him up Uh, I think Bijan will be great maybe but the problem is if that quarterback Ritter doesn't turn out they're stacking the box and that's the only worry I have for Bijan Dave
1: I mean, he can actually, they're going to they're gonna put him up wide a couple times once in a while, though, too, to get some receptions. <laughs> he's a wide receiver, too, which I kind of like, though, too. And the only thing that worries me about CMC is, in the past, he's been known to get injured, and uh, I think Elijah Mitchell's going to get some carries there as well, too. Plus, he's always, he's screwed me a few times in the past, too, so I'm a little sore about that. <laughs> past
0: hey, man, we all, these screwed us all in certain leagues, but hey, man, you know, now he's with a great coach, and uh, maybe he's figuring out how to stay healthy a little bit, some Sometimes players just learn how to land a little bit better after, after being in the league a while. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, we're not instead of going to sleepers right now, let's just go to sleepers in our positional group. So basically, we'll just do a simple exercise where I, you give me a top ten, I'll give you a top ten. Then we'll go over our sleepers, um, and uh, and and then we'll move on to the next position group. Why don't we start with running backs? And why don't you start with your top ten?
1: All right, sounds good. Um, top 10 for running backs. Uh, of course, Christian McCaffrey at number one. Uh, I got, even though I have, I have Bajon at number two, even though I had him flip-flopped in my overall rankings, I do like Bajon number two. Uh, I got Eckler number three. Uh, Nick Chubb at number four. Uh, number five, I do like Tony Pollard a lot like the, this year. Uh, the only worries I have with him is just staying healthy. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a stud. Uh, number six, I got Derrick Henry. Uh, number seven, Saquon Barkley. Uh, number eight, Josh Jacobs, who just signed now. So, would you like him in the first round? Uh, number nine, I still have Jonathan Taylor. I think he, uh, by tomorrow we should know where he's going, and he's still going to be a number one pick. So, I like him at number nine. Uh, and number ten, Ramad Stevenson. Uh, I th- even though with Zeke there, I think he's still going to get a bulk of the carries there. He might Zeke might vulture a few uh, goal line TDs from him, but overall, I think he's still going to be a stud running back and get majority of the carries there too as well. And then I just had on the outside of the top 10, uh, Travis Etienne, uh, who I really like a lot as well.
0: Yeah, Etienne made my top 10. I'll just quick share here, but it's not too far different than the most consensus. Uh, CMC, then Eckler, then B. John Robinson, then Nick Chubb, actually. Um, and this is half-point PPR, by the way, just to disclose to everybody. We like to cut it right in the middle. Um Juan Barkley is just gonna be a workhorse this year because they're probably not gonna resign him next year. They're gonna just work him to death. Um Tony Pollard, and then I have ETN at number seven. So I moved him up a bit. I like Trevor Lawrence throwing to him a little bit too. Uh Joe Mixon, I have at number eight. Took a team friendly contract. Josh Jacobs was a workhorse last year, and I suppose they're gonna do it again this year. And they did up his pay a little bit, which was nice for him. And then uh Najee Harris, I have at number 10. Um Some of the, uh, and I just kind of put red for the people I dropped here, and blue is not sleeper but undervalued. I kind of think Javante Williams at number uh, 16 and he's number 27 in some uh, is going to get a lot more play in this system just because I've seen Sean Payton and how he's used Alvin Kamara before. I just feel like Javante Williams jumps up a little bit. Derrick Henry definitely goes down this year a little bit from 7 to 15 uh Brees hall is down now because of cook isaiah pacheco i moved up a little higher is 29 and many consensus i have him at number 20 jonathan taylor I, st- I i moved down to 22 from nine uh the consensus is nine but here's the thing dave um i i'll probably move him up a little bit as soon as i find out where he lands you know i'm guessing it might be exactly. like miami even but I'll, I'll move him up uh full disclosure there khalil herbert's kind of a blue uh, a couple of my other busts are cam Akers. Uh, down to 32. Miles Sanders at 34. J.K. Dom is at 36. Uh, Devin a- a- Akane. I is it Ashane or Akane? I, keep, I forget. Um, Ashane, I think. Okay. A-Shane. Yeah, it, he's number 38. Um, instead of 47, consensus, he's a little bit of a mini-sleeper for me. Unless Taylor goes to Miami, then that's going to change too. Wherever Taylor goes, <laughs> is going to change any of this, so just remember he's that.
1: change the yeah, for that team wherever he goes. Yeah, definitely.
0: Exactly. And then a couple sleepers I have is Deuce Vaughn, for Dallas, I think he's going to get a lot of the, the uh, rest. Power. They're going to rest Pollard a little bit and we'll give it to Vaughn Kenneth Gainwell for Philly was a little bit too low, um, and uh, Keontae Ingram I have as a sleeper uh, for Arizona. I think he's going to get some play later in the season when Connor's sick of losing <laughs> a little bit. I I always hurt, yeah, for sure. Keyshawn Vaughn I have is kind of a deeper sleeper too. Uh, moving from 100 to 65, I think he's going to possibly get more play as Rashad White kind of depreciates. So that's what I have, my friend. Who are your sleepers in bus?
1: All right. Uh, Some of my sleepers I do like a lot, actually. Some guys you were talking about too, but the the three guys I really like this year is going to be James Cook. Uh, I definitely have him moving up my boards. I think he's going to be the workhorse for the Buffalo Bills. I do like Rashad White again. All the stuff I keep reading on him is he's going to be the workhorse. He's going to be a three-down back for the Buccaneers. I like him a lot. Javante Williams, I do like a lot. I think he's going to have a good year once he's healthy. Uh, It sounds like he is healthy. Uh, Isaiah Petrico, I'm actually moving him down my draft board there. Actually, they're saying that he's still injured. He's coming off the shoulder injury. Uh, he, he was banged up, too, with another injury as well. Clyde Ellers, Hilaire, and McKinnon are both going to get some carries there, too. Uh, they said Clyde Ellers, Hilaire, might actually get more carries than you think at the beginning of the year. So he's ranked pretty highly. I don't, think, I don't like him still. Uh, very injury-prone. He's more just a receiving back. Uh, he's not really good at running between the tackles. Uh, not a big, I'm not a big fan of him as well. Uh, I do like Killer Bear as well. Uh, I like him. I think he's going to be the lead back for the Bears. They're saying he's the fire. Far and away, the number one there, uh, even with Foreman there. They were even talking about Foreman getting cut possibly. I don't know if you heard that as being a Bears fan, but there were rumors that uh, Foreman was actually possibly going to get cut uh, today, or, today or tomorrow. So uh, that was very interesting. We'll wait and see on that, actually. Uh, Jaleen Warren is another sleeper I like later on. Uh, if Harris struggles again, he gets to see more carries this year. Uh, Bigsby too. I think he spells ETN, or if ETN gets hurt, uh, he's, a, he's kind of a deeper sleeper. I do like Gainwell as well, too, which you had as well.
0: Yeah, Jalen Warren, I can see him for sure there. I have no disagreement there. So um, interesting on uh, Rashad White. My problem is that I just think Tampa's going to be so bad that they're going to kind of put him on a shelf later. So um, that's why I kind of liked uh, Keyshawn Vaughn a little bit more as a sleeper, possibly for later in the season or something like that. Maybe someone to stack away. I don't even know if you'd draft him, but he would be there. All right, let's move to wide receivers then. Um my top tens, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, uh, which is a little different cd lamb is four i moved up cd a little bit cooper cup is five a little nervous for cooper cup this year i don't know why just something feels weird there Tyreek Hill is number six i had to downgrade him just on the two injury possibilities but his ceiling Tyreek Hill's ceiling is number one his floor is kind of low so i don't like that uh i'm on ross st brown is number seven A.J. Brown, number eight. Devontae Adams, number nine. And Debo Samuel, I moved up to number 10 from a consensus 19. I think he's going to get a lot of carries this year to give some of that PPR, Dave. So who's your top 10? And then you can just go right into your sleepers.
1: Sounds good. Uh, I like Justin Jefferson, number one. Jamar Chase, number two. I have Tariq Keel at number three. Uh, I have Stefan Diggs at four. Cooper Cup at five. Uh, Cooper Cup does worry me as well. Coming off injury last year, and he's banged up already this preseason as well. And Stafford throwing to him. Stafford does like him a lot, though, but uh, I do have worries with him as well. Uh, Big on C.D. Lamb this year at number six. Adrian Brown at seven. Amon Ross St. Brown at eight. I really like him a lot. Devontae Adams at nine. Even with Grappolo throwing to him, I still like him a lot. And 10, I have Garrett Wilson. Uh, I like him a lot this year as well. He's one of my sleepers, even though he's my top 10. I like him a lot this year as one of my sleepers. Well, is he really a uh, sleeper?
0: Type, I mean, he's top 10 in most consensus. Uh, yeah, I guess. He,
1: he can't, that's what I'm saying. He can't really be a sleeper, but I like him as one of my top guys you're grabbing in the right. first couple rounds. Okay. As, okay. Like a, a higher ADP guy that you're going to grab higher than his ADP. So he's not technically a sleeper, but I'm grabbing him above his ADP probably, so I do get a piece of some shares of him as well. Makes sense.
0: And some sleepers?
1: And, and then I do, yep, I do have some sleepers as well. Uh, I like Christian Watson, my boy from Green Bay. Uh he's he's fast. And I think Jordan loves you to have make develop a connection with him. I do like him this year. I think Deontay Johnson bounces back this year and has a big year. Uh my some of my busts are gonna be the Tampa Bay guys, Mike Evans, uh Chris Godwin. Uh, with Baker Mayfield there, I think he just kills their uh fantasy value there. I do not like them. Uh Zay Flowers, I'm moving him down my boards too. They just got too many receiving options there now. They went from having barely any Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, who who I do like. Rashad Bateman is one of my sleepers, actually, this year. I do like Rashad Bateman a lot. Uh, He came on Gangbusters last year until he got injured, Uh, but then once he was injured, uh, that kind of derailed his fantasy value. But I do like him. I like Kadarius Tony, Tony too, as well. Uh, It sounds like he will be back for week one, so I do like him. Uh, Another sleeper I do like uh, is going to be nico collins i think if he stays healthy he can have a big year as well with uh without any other really top receivers other than robert woods but i think he passes robert woods as the number one guy there
0: oh nice i i agree with that I, I think christian watson could be great if love turns out all right love looked pretty good in preseason we'll get to quarterbacks here in a few but um he turned out pretty good in preseason i thought so we'll see if that uh filters into the regular season so my sleepers are kind of like uh well, first, my undervalued guys, Debo is one, obviously. Mike Williams, I think, is much higher than twenty-eight consensus. I think he's really the better one. Than um, I do like Mike Williams as well.
1: But they said that Keenan Allen's been getting a lot of. The, they're saying he's going to be their number one guy, and they're they are developing yeah. the offense around him. Actually, they're saying this year around Keenan Allen, which was, was they do they, they year. say
0: that every year. It's stupid. I don't understand it. Uh, Williams <laughs> is better, and he's more healthy usually. You know, it's like well, actually, yeah, Keenan Allen's had so many injuries. It makes no sense. Um, and then they end up just going deep to Mike Williams, and he makes massive plays. So um, George Pickens will be a sleeper of mine. I moved him up from thirty six to twenty two. Right, I, I think he's gonna be good. Looks like Kenny Pickett's looking okay. Kadarius Tony, I moved up a little bit too. I think he, if as long as he stays healthy, big if uh, he deserves yeah. a higher rating than fifty one. He's at thirty three for me. Jalen Hyatt is my sleeper for the Giants, Dave. I think Jalen Hyatt I like it. is gonna get some much more play than most people think uh out there in New York land. And uh New York doesn't have a ton of people throw to. I know that Washington's still there, but he still could be beat up from last year too. So um Yeah, he's one of my deep sleepers. I like Hyatt a lot. I like Puka Nuka actually as well for the Rams. Those are my
1: two deeper sleepers, but I, I agree with you definitely on Hyatt. I like him
0: a lot as well. Nice. I like Marvin Mims a little bit for Denver. Um a couple of my bust sizes, Traylon Burks for Tennessee. He he certainly took a big hit. And he didn't do much last year. So they got Hopkins for a reason now. So I don't like Burks as much, but not a ton of bad busts. Just moved a few down, but uh,
1: no. I think Chase Claypool too. I forgot to mention. I don't like him as well this year either. Actually. I think, I know he's your bear, but uh, uh training camp, they weren't too high on him. He's kind of, been pouting about a little bit about in camp he's always banged up i'm concerned
0: about him too he's always banged up now let's move to quarterbacks here i'll just quickly through blow through my top 10 really no no surprises here it's patrick mahomes jalen hurts josh allen joe burrow a little bit higher um and then justin herbert lamar jackson i downgrade jackson a little bit you know but not a lot just because you know he, he could still get hurt like he did last year and i just don't think the ravens is you to gonna throw for all those yards he talks about I, I'm just not I haven't you got to prove it to me yeah that one MVP season let's see it again Trevor Lawrence I have next I considered moving Trevor over Lamar I was really close to doing that by the way I have Deshaun Watson a little bit higher than most people at number eight I have Dak Prescott at number nine and I have Justin Fields downgraded a little bit um I think that a lot of consensus has him in the five or six spot now I think the 10 spot is fine for Fields and maybe even a little lower so um, that's where I have my quarterbacks. Dave, who are yours?
1: Yeah, I think Fields does struggle still throwing the ball. Actually, he's, he's an unbelievable runner, but he still can't throw the ball. I don't think. Uh, number one, I got Patrick Mahomes. Two, I got Jalen Hurts. Three, Josh Allen. Four, Trevor Lawrence. So I did move him ahead of Lamar Jackson. Actually, uh, five, Lamar Jackson. Six, Joe Burrow. Seven, Justin Fields. Eight, Justin Herbert. Nine, I got. Tua, who actually, if he can stay healthy, I think he does it, has a great year. And at number ten, Anthony Richardson.
0: If you're from remember from last year, D- Dave called Justin Herbert hair bear. So you uh, uh, might he might you <laughs> might do that for Khalil and Justin Herbert all year. So that might drive you nuts. Um, <laughs> I will actually. <ask> <laughs> <game for> <laughs> Any just a couple sleepers for quarterbacks?
1: Uh, a couple sleepers I really like. I like Kenny Pickett actually. This year is one I really like. And Jordan Love, I really like him. I think Jordan Love's looking good in the preseason. Kenny Pickett has as well. Uh, both getting their chance to start again this year. Pickett's the second year starting now. Jordan Love getting his chance to start this year. Got quite a bit of preseason work. Actually, I'm pretty high on Purdy as well, too. I think if he's fully healthy, um, the first the first couple of weeks he may struggle a little, a little bit, just getting healthy and just getting his feet under, feet under him again. But uh, once he's established there again, I think Purdy could put up some big numbers again. And another sleeper I really like, Sam Howell. Uh, starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins. I think he's got the weapons there yeah. to succeed. He looks pretty good last year. And a couple of limited starts last year. Uh, I do like him actually as well. a lot. Uh, Ryder is a like kind of a deep sleeper for me. Uh, I like, I like him as a deep sleeper. Some guys are moving down. Mac Jones. Uh, he kind of struggled a little bit last year. He's going to do a, No, he's got an offensive corner, but I, I still think he struggles a little bit. Uh, Kyler Murray. when he's back, I think he's still going to be rusty when he comes back. I don't like him. Uh Baker Mayfield, not high on him. Uh, definitely moving him down my draft boards as well. Um, and then, actually, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, whoever that is, I'm moving them down right now. To <laughs> Josh Dobbs right. now? <laughs> I, I, it's, yeah, that's it's just confusing to me. Now, the Colt McCoy did today. Uh, Joshua Dobbs sounds like he might be the starter, but it could be Clayton Tune, though, too, as well. So we'll see who the starter is there because Dobbs doesn't really know the playbook yet. So that's kind of confusing that, that they would start Dobbs over Tune. It just it shows you out. they
0: don't <laughs> want to win, my friend. They do not want uh, to They do not want to win. I think they're tanking this year. I, think, I, I, think I, definitely think agree. I agree. They're tanking. I I mean, I have a lot of more busts. It's almost like you read this except for one of them. I have Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, and Sam Howell as kind of sleepers, at least higher than where the consensus is. I have Kenny Pickett at 11, Jordan Love at 14, and Sam Howell at 22. Se- def- definitely upside. I do have Mac Jones one step of over Sam Howell. Um, a lot of the consensus is Mac at 30. I disagree with that. I thought that was too low. But uh, become my bust is, is, I already said, Fields is a little too high. Tua is a bust because I just think he can get hurt again. So I wouldn't draft him high. I draft him right in the middle, 16. You know, just first, uh, like maybe on the edge of a backup, but could be a starter. But you'll prepare for him to go out. If you draft Tua, you make sure you draft like uh, Geno Smith or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I trust Wilson this year. I probably should have downgraded him a yeah, little bit. I like Wolfson, you know, He's not one that would downgrade as well.
1: I, I, me too, but with Peyton, that I think it's going to help. But I don't know. We'll see if Wilson's guy. Well, out look this at year.
0: this. I, I got all these young quarterbacks: Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Matt Stafford. All bust. Now, Matt Richardson should get some yards, but I think he's going to get hurt. And you know, th- this team's pretty bad over there. And th- they're look at what they did to Jonathan Taylor. Man, he's <laughs> such yeah. a good dude. Too. With, I
1: just though Richardson can have a good. Yeah, because that's going to take some pressure off of Richardson.
0: But here it goes. He better throw the Taylor ball drag- then because they're going to stack the box. You know, it's like they're going to expect his run. So that only worked a little while for Cam Newton. We'll see how long it works. Well, so for the sake of time, let's just jump over to tight ends then. And, um, I, I mean, pretty simple. Uh, Kels, obviously, so easy. But I did move up George Kittle. I don't know why he dropped so far in the consensus to five. He still should be number two for me. Mark Andrews is number three, in my opinion. It's still Lamar throwing to him. TJ Hawkinson, number four. And Darren Waller, I have number five, which (laughs) I'm not in love with. But at the same time, GoDirt, problem with him, he's number six. There's too many players in Philly. There's too many miles to feed over there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he's not as high. Kyle Pitts is number seven, who's. really teetered on bust ability lately uh Dalton Kincaid's finally my sleeper I moved him to eight I think he's gonna be a slot receiver and a tight end and I think he's gonna take over not the first uh you know game or nothing but over for Dawson Knox I think he's gonna uh, take over but he doesn't block I don't think he might block a little bit but I just don't see him as I don't see him as blocking so um running running plays you know he might be a distraction but mostly out um then I have Pat Fryermuth at number nine for Pittsburgh. He's been pretty good. And David Najoku. One thing I want to say about tight ends, Dave, if you're not getting Kels or Kittle, I guess it, I would I would wait. You know, I, I wouldn't take anybody to. I mean, why Bernard, like a, a number two receiver or a number two, uh, you know, running back or number three running back on a on like a Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson or Wall or I wouldn't. Uh, you agree with that?
1: I definitely agree with that. But yeah, I think in most of my drafts, I'm not taking a tight end until like at least the eighth or ninth round. I'm filling in all the rest of my starters first. Uh, even in my league last night that we drafted in, I, I didn't even take a tight end. I don't think until the ninth or tenth round. So, and I still got some decent tight ends. I got so, but I'll go, I'll break mine down here quickly though as well. Uh, Travis Kelsey won. I got Mark Andrews at two. I think he still gets a lot of targets. So he still one of uh, Lamar Jackson's favorite targets. So, I think if healthy this year, he'd have a big year still. He had like he did a couple years ago. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had him at three. He played well with the Vikings last year. Four, I got Waller. Five, Kittle. Kittle's been injured a lot over the last couple of years, and they do have a lot of weapons now in Frisco, so I moved him down a little bit. Pitt's six. I do agree with you that. He's borderline bust, though. Uh, seven, Goddard. Uh Eight, I like Evan Ingram. Nine, Freeman, And then I got ten, Najaku. Uh, a couple of sleepers I really do like. Kinkade, I like him as well. I almost moved him into my top ten. Uh, I do actually like Sam Laporta, another rookie. I know... Ricky tight ends usually don't do that well, but they're going to throw to him a lot. Uh, Other than Amon Ross St. Brown, I think that he's going to get a lot of targets. Luke Musgrave, I like him as well. Uh, Another sleeper that I'm moving up my boards. I think Love will look to him quite a bit, actually, in his inaugural season as the
0: starter. Oh, totally. Um, Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Uh, Musgrave is... Definitely a sleeper for me. I have him right here at number, uh, I think sixteen or fifteen or something like that, down from thirty-four in some Mm -hmm. consensus. I think Musgrave will be good in Green Bay. Also, Michael Mayer is a little bit higher than a lot of people have him there for Vegas, especially if Devontae Adams decides to just freak out and leave. You know, he hasn't been exactly so happy with this organization, right? Yeah, that's why Adams ain't a top receiver for me either. I should have mentioned Devontae Adams and and how that's a little dangerous for me. A um, couple couple busts are Evan Ingram and Dalton Schultz. I don't think Dalton Schultz is really anything to write home about. I think he was just a victim of that offense from the Cowboys. Um, I, you know, Yeah, with the rookie quarterback too, I don't know how much – He's going to be a security blanket for the rookie quarterback, but I don't know how much and how many targets he gets this year either. So we'll see. He was also hurt. So, you know, that's always a question about how well he comes back and stuff. So that's interesting. Well, good stuff, Dave. Um, And uh, did you mention your bus for tight ends? Yeah, mine were just Evan Ingram and Schultz.
1: Yeah, the ones that Greg Dolch. I know he was a big guy last year that everyone was really high on last year. Dolchich. Dolchich, yeah. yeah. Dolchich, yep. Uh, I'm moving him down boards. Uh Mike Gazaki I'm moving him down boards too. They have Hunter Henry there. Hunter Henry's been looking really good. And Zach Ertz, uh, I'm moving him kind of down my boards too. He's been injured the last couple years. I think he's getting a little bit older. Uh I don't know how good he's gonna be with the
0: Cardinals as well. Yeah, I agree, man. Well, we're out of time, Dave. Anything else for fantasy football rankings and sleepers and busts?
1: No, just keep an eye on that Arizona Cardinals situation and the Jonathan Taylor situation, because that's gonna be that's gonna definitely change some fantasy landscapes over the next week here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Those are the big things to watch right now, especially the Taylor news. Uh, Arizona quarterback. Yeah, you're probably not starting him, but you know, it's just something to think about. It definitely can affect the rest of that team, though, too. So it does, it does for sure. Zach Ertz, and just like you mentioned, and um, any receivers that are poor. Rondell Moore, man. Yeah, I had so much promise for Rondell Moore, but that kid, man, he lost. He definitely moved down in the rankings. Because of uh, the whole situation with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and how bad they are. That is just their their front office openly saying, We want to suck because we want Caleb Williams from USC <laughs> next year, my man. All right, Dave. I, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on, my friend. My friends, if you guys have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at the Ozbreaker DMLs at info at theosbreakers.com. Enjoy the rest of the week and go get some winners.